Hello, Marvelites. We've got a whopper of a doozy of an episode. Plural today, I think. Uh, I'm Ryan Panagos, aka Agent M, VP and Executive Editor, joined by Ben Morse, Editorial Director of Digital Media here at Marvel, and I am joined by the woman of Marvel producer Judy Stevens. And co-host. And co-host. Yeah, yeah. you do all the things. I mean, Judy. I do all the things. This is a special super crossover episode of This Week in Marvel, a moon of Marvel. Um, it's called This Week in Women of Marvel. Uh, we had a guest so big that it could not be contained by one podcast. And that is the, you know, you don't go by AJ Lee anymore, right? No. It's, so what, I mean, what I know it? I call Sarah Michelle Gellar Buffy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but it is AJ Mendez Brooks is my real name. AJ Mendez Brooks is joining us, and we are so happy to have her. Welcome back to Marvel. Thank you so much for having me. So when was it that you were at, you were here before? I think maybe in like 2012. Oh my it's gosh. Yeah. Way, I remember bad. it was like the week. <laughs> oh, good, nice. We got this to look at. Um, <laughs> I remember it was the week after you danced around the ring in a cane mask because oh my it's God. all we were talking about. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Um, I actually have, uh, first of all, that was one of my favorite moments of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a a small chance that was going to be a permanent... Outfit. That was a <laughs> that would have been really cool if the, if the whole wedding. Uh, there was an original plan for the wedding. Yeah. And if the plan oh, had went through, stuff. I would have been uh, wearing that all the time. And that would have been so awesome. So excited about it. Was it one of his masks that you just co-opted, or did they make it special? It was. Uh, oh God! It was a child-sized mask. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and it was too big for me. No. <laughs> I only asked because I, my initial thought was, I wonder what it smelled like. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. my God. That's just I was thinking that, too. No, no, same page, man. Same page. But I found out what co-host. the actual mask smelled like, yeah. you know, Pre-K? when I threw myself onto him in the middle of the ring. <laughs> yes. So I got an up-close-and-personal experience. Um, there was actually supposed to be a, an action figure of, of that moment. Oh, it's in the book. There's a picture of the prototype. Do you well, get to keep that? Do you have the prototype? No, no. I really <sighs> should have just like took it and like punched someone and ran. Yeah. Like, what were they gonna do? Right. That was a good segue because you said your book, and that's <laughs> what we're really here to talk about. You wrote a book. I did. Oh my god. <laughs> How long did it take? Oh gosh. Uh, at first, I was like, "Yeah, this is something that's gonna just fall right out of me, mm-hmm. and it's gonna take two months. Let's do this." Uh, I was like, really too overconfident, mm. which is, happens a lot. Um, <laughs> it, it took about a year just to kind of get the the clean draft out, uh, and then there's so much that happens afterwards. So many decisions you have to make. Mm-hmm. You know, the cover, the pictures inside, font, literally mm-hmm. font you have to agree on, and um, and it's such a process. And I feel like the process was only completed uh, a couple days ago when it, when it finally came into the role and there was nothing else we could do to change it or fix <laughs> it or, or, or promote it. Um, yeah, so it, it, she was just born a couple days ago. Aww. How great did that feel to finally get like this, the, this kind of hard copy full completed in your hands? Oh my gosh, it was the most surreal moment. I got like a box uh, delivered to me and like the the uh, the box itself um, said crazy is my superpower on the, out- the outside and like penguin random house and like I saved That's the, the title box, of the book of by the course. way guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So crazy is my superpower is the title of the book. Um, and I kept the box cuz I'm such a like <laughs> such a mark. I'm such a fan girl. I was like I need to have this forever. Um, yeah, it's it wasn't real until I went to the first signing and like people were online reading it. Like that was so bizarre, but amazing. And you've got <laughs> illustrations in here from Rob Guillory, correct? Yes, of yeah. two fame. Yeah. Um, I really fell in love with how 
he can draw something that looks so it can be so tragic but also mm-hmm. so innocent mm-hmm. at the same time and like that's kind of the core of the book is a uh, you know innocence being taken away and and being naive um and and but there's such a darkness too for at such a young age um and I felt like he was the perfect person and, and was so happy that he agreed to it. Did you find it? Oh, yeah. Uh, baby yes. pictures. Nice. Oh, yeah, it's baby pictures. But and Rob, yeah. Some, he would send me pictures because um, he would, so his, his uh, process was so amazing. He would read a whole chapter mm-hmm. and then think of something and sort of tell him, like, just show me a rough sketch. And I thought that was so amazing to read it and know what the vibe was and the soul of the chapter was and just, he would capture it completely. Um, and I swear, there's maybe two of them in there that when I opened the attachment, I, I just, tears came oh, out of my man. face. I was like, oh my god, how did he do that? Uh, so yeah, I, I feel like I have major street cred just being associated with him. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, he's amazing. He did Drax for us. Nope. Nope. Thor <laughs> Annual. Thor Annual, yeah. Right. Yes. That's why I'm here. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was with Phil. Yeah. So that, there's that. <laughs> He did both of those, didn't he? Well, yeah. Should I know that? I should. Yeah, yes. he's quite a prolific comic book writer. <laughs> yes, he is. You, you, but you're now a book writer. He's a comic book writer. Yes. You can, you know, tease back and forth about that. <laughs> so what's the crux of the, the book? Is Obviously, it's your autobiography, yes. Yes. But what is the crux of what, you're try, what you tried to say with this book? I think uh, there's. it's definitely twofold. And one is the very specific uh, message of... Uh, trying to destigmatize mental illness, um, and my way of doing that is really just jumping into the deep end and and co-opting the word crazy and saying, mm-hmm. hey, I you know you can't use this as a weapon against me. Mm-hmm. This is going. It has been uh, the credit to my success mm-hmm. um, because I see the world in different colors, you know, um, and that was so essential to, to getting me where I wanted to go. Um, so that specifically, I want people who are struggling through mental illness to have a voice if um, if they're afraid to speak up now um, to get a little bit more comfortable talking about it. Um, and then also just generally the crazy, any sort of negative label can be anything for anybody. Um I mean, and for me, like, even, like, physically, I was told I was, you know, not as pretty as the other girls in wrestling. I was short. I was too skinny. I was poor. I was weak. Um, everything on earth. And you can find a way to take all of those situations and say, I, I was strong because I was poor. Mm-hmm. I-, I was successful because I didn't look like the other girls. I was different. Um, so really, for whatever your crazy is, I hope it becomes your greatest strength, you know? So that's got to be... Um I imagine you'll have some really touching and both sweet and heartbreaking moments as you go on your tour with the book, because I think that it's a really important subject to talk about. You're going to get a lot of young folks, young women who identify with that immediately. Have you had any of those interactions yet? Oh, my gosh. Um, So one of the original inspirations for the book was, I can remember... I can remember a particular signing, but um, kind of scattered over different signings while I was wrestling. Maybe each signing there'd be like two or three girls who would come up to me and tell me the most personal story about their depression or their cutting or their suicide attempt. And somehow seeing this you know, crazy chick character on TV gave them someone to connect to mm-hmm. and made them have a little bit of hope. Um, and it was in those moments where I thought, I'm, I feel like I'm being dishonest and not sharing um, with people that I am bipolar um, and that I find strength in it. 
because if I can say that out loud, maybe they can find strength in what they're going through. Um, and so that was the kind of the plan um, going into this and having, you know, written a blog entry and, and coming out as bipolar. Um, and now that that is in the world, I, I'm not even uh, not even exaggerating. Every person in line at my signings and we're having these amazing turnouts of like 200, 400 people. Every person has a story, whether it's mm-hmm. them personally or a family member or someone they love. Um, and everyone is just like, I feel a little bit more comfortable talking about it. Um, so I really feel like mission complete. That's <laughs> what I wanted. You don't have to write another book. <laughs> <laughs> but I will. <laughs> so what else do we see in there? Obviously, you're talking a lot about you know the issues you face and stuff like that. But what else is going on in this book? What else do we follow along as we go with your life and career? Um, so basically what I wanted to do was there's there's a lot of wrestling memoirs out there and you can kind of get the, the dirt and matches and all that fun stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I, read, I read them. I've read so many. <laughs> um, and I love that. But I think that so many times it's like, oh, here's this cool, fascinating, fantastic life we, you know, we get to live. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, well, how'd you get there? Yeah. Um, and for me, that goes further back than just training to wrestle. It goes back to being... Uh, homeless, living in a car and being at the absolute rock bottom, being powerless, um, feeling like like the weakest person on earth and what is the climb to to becoming your own version of a superhero Um, and so that was the story I wanted to to tell I think it's it's sort of sort of amazing because you know we have we have people that li- that listen to the Woman of Marvel podcast. You know, I say it's kind of my soapbox. I, I I'm in this room by myself a lot, but I you know I was told I was too short or whatever, and those just those little words mean so can mean so much and can sort of destroy a person so much. And to see someone sort of grow from that, be like, you know what, I'm who cares if I'm too short? Who cares if I'm I don't look the, uh, I'm the town tomboy? Like, mm-hmm. I think that that's so important, and it's kind of amazing to see. You know, you st- as wrestlers are so interesting because they're attainable. I use this word attainable for for celebrities. Like, you're so accessible and easy to talk to, and and I think that that's what's great about why so many fans link to that. And now you've shared your story even more. It's pretty phenomenal. Like, what what was the sort of the turning point when you went from like, okay, I'm not too short. I'm not too much of a town boy. Oh man, um, I, I'd like to say that when you feel like the world is denying you um, your your value. Um, you either that either breaks you, or um, it just like puts a, a fire under your butt to mm-hmm. to prove the world wrong. Um, and so I think from a really really young age, I just had people you know, oh wow, you're you're too poor, you can't go to that school. Um, or, or you know you're 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 too small. You you there's no way you would even, you could be a wrestler one day. And I wanted to do it when I was 12, and had people telling me that's not going to happen. Um, and and instead of and I, I credit my bipolar disorder for making me sort of stubborn and <laughs> impulsive and uh, uh, brazen to immediately tell people like no I will prove you wrong. Um, and also for making me a little naive and 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 thinking that I am capable of like moving a car if I wanted to. Um, have you, have you moved cars? I haven't tried yet. Oh, <laughs> uh, we need to get a car. Yeah. Uh, we need to put this to the test. Yeah. Okay. You are definitely stronger than the three of us together. What if we did it right so now? It's on a podcast. Yeah. That's true. Hold well, on, we've hold got, on. Ca- we've got uh, cameras. Yeah, 
right it's time. happening right now. Yeah, you yeah. guys uh, just trust us. Yeah. Yeah. I, remember, I, re- I remember the last time April was here, she tried to lift Thor's hammer and said it was heavy. So <laughs> I don't know. Yes, it was my workout for the day. <laughs> <You see? laughs> it was, the, exact, I, the exact words I remember were, hey, guys, these are glamour yeah. muscles. <laughs> <laughs> I just this morning. <laughs> for the record, that the hammer is, is fairly heavy. It's, it it's heavy. unexpectedly it's heavy. Super it's heavy. true. Do you have any tips on getting glamour muscles? <laughs> I would like some of those. You know, yeah. I like to say they are glamour muscles. They uh, all look snow function. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, you, you just uh, you worry about uh, uh, just lifting things that are way too heavy for you, and you slowly build up. Uh, you know, I, I was telling a story this morning that I went from, like, wooden sticks just to learn the technique mm. uh, to, you know, 5 pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds. And then you're at the gym, and you're like, excuse me, bro. <laughs> I need those. But, you know, that's, so, interesting. that's so important for working out because, you know, definitely if you're learning how to do, like, deadlifts or, right. like, you know, cleaning, right, like, if you don't do it right, you'll just hurt yourself. Yes, which is why CrossFit scares me. <laughs> but, um, I was like, oh my god, be careful. Like, yeah. that's all I'm thinking when I see it. But it really is. Like, if you have proper technique, you will save so much energy and you'll get results so much faster. So, like, you may feel silly working out with, pe- like, a, like I did, like a broomstick, but that's how you figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then you slowly, I mean, you could do that at home. Just, you know, go to bodybuilding.com and figure it out. <laughs> um, and that, for me, is, is, is a form of therapy yeah. um, because it's it makes me feel capable. It makes me feel like I am strong physically mm-hmm. and that makes you just prouder and more confident. Um, and there's a science behind it too, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, the, the serotonin and, and I mean, sorry, not, endorphins. Um, it, it really, um, it makes you feel happy mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah, I really stress. I mean, I think that that I'm I'm the person who definitely works out a lot in this office. Really, and yeah. so in the morning I come in, and even though I have a frustrated day, I was like, I started this morning, I did a class, or I went for a bike ride, I went for a run, and I know that I can complete my day better. Yes. by working out, and I think that that you know, I think there's definitely like a stigmatism to women going to the gym. I think that yes. that's you know it feels really frustrating to go to the gym, and everyone's like judging you, which is not true. Everyone's just doing their own thing. So, in your head, they are in your head, <laughs> and I still think that too. I mean, like everyone's judging me, I look. Like an idiot but I still do it and you know like I think that that's so important for and I think maybe that's why wrestling is so great for women is because they look at you guys and they're like okay you guys have to work out somewhere right right and especially for women and I know for me even um just going to the gym and not just going on the uh, on the treadmill you know like finding the weight room and Mm -hmm. like entering that 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 area can be so intimidating um so like if they need to even like get like five pound dumbbells from target and like go home and look in front of a mirror and get the right technique like that's a way to start um everything to me is like tiny steps and to get to the longer goal if you look at the end the end goal that's overwhelming so what you can do what can you do today to get better for tomorrow um and that works that's for you know for working out or for Mm -hmm. even just getting like treatment for yeah. if it's depression or whatever sometimes people think oh god I don't want to be medicated and be a robot and, and that's so scary but just step by step do yeah. something today alright guys that was part one of our chat with April Mendez Brooks um, you can hear the rest of the podcast this Thursday on Women of Marvel correct Judy? correct alright so until next time this is Marvel your universe <laughs>